1: Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness, to professional development, to personal well-being. Change makers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Midlife is a time when you may be looking back at how you've lived your life, and you may be thinking about what comes next. Are you happy in your current job or relationship? Are there things you always wanted to accomplish, but never found the time? What will your next 20, 30, or even 40 years look like? Today's guest, Michael Clinton, author of the book, Roar into the Second Half of Your Life Before It's Too Late, says that after 50, we all can move loudly and proudly into a life that brings joy. Michael is the former president and publishing director of Hearst Magazines. He is also an author and photographer. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Joan, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure
1: to be with you today. Michael, so many of us, when we hit middle age, we tend to think that the best is behind us and that there really isn't much to look forward to. And I know in my own life, everything that I'm doing now, the, the radio show, the magazine, the brand, I created all of this when I was in my mid-40s after raising my family. So I'm a firm believer in everything that you say and teach and have written about. So why do you believe that the best is yet to come?
0: Well, you know, Joan, first of all, if you're 45 or 50 or 60 and you're healthy, you're gonna have another 30, 35 years ahead of you. Uh, You could possibly live to be 90. And so you have the opportunity to have multiple careers, new relationships, new lifestyles. Um, You know, what I like to say is, let's say you're wrapping up your first career after 30 years at 55, you can launch into an entirely new career that can last you another 20 plus years. So the possibilities are very different than the construct that was handed to us by our parents in the um, the, the days of, you know, retirement at 60 and then, you know, sort of the long slide.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: there there's a lot more to do and a lot more capabilities for people to experience in the next, you know, in the second half of their life.
1: And I really love this messaging because I know so many people, I have friends who hate their jobs, they really hate their lives, and all they keep saying is, oh, I just can't wait to retire, and, and I say to them, but you, you wanna wish away the next 10, 12 years of your life, why not reinvent or recreate something that can take you, as you say, to the next 20, 30, maybe even 40 years?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, this whole notion, you know, ROAR, the book, is an acronym. And the first R is reimagine your life before others do it for you, whether it's circumstances or it's family or whatever the case may be. And I think that that's the key here. And I like to say, give it out into a new world. I interviewed 40 amazing individuals. I call them the reimagineers people who completely changed their lives at, at midlife. Some of them were very unhappy in their jobs, as you said. Some were unhappy in their relationships. But they all found the path, and they tell their stories, which are quite, quite inspirational. And the book also has a lot of you know, practical advice and tips and, and strategies that you can use to really you know move yourself forward.
1: So you mentioned reimagine yourself. Let's go through the O, the A, and the R.
0: Thank you. Uh, The O is, you know, own who you are, own where you are at this point in your life. You know, the past is, you know, the past and you can't change it. So just own it. Own your health numbers, your financial well-being. What what kind of life do you want to be living and how much money do you need to do it? Own your strengths, your weaknesses, your failures. Um, And, uh, you know, also, I like to say, go to your last number, go to 90 and work backwards. What legacy have you left? What contribution have you made to the world? The A is act on what's next for you. And It's the introduction of a new concept called life layering to build a very rich life. And the final R is reassess your relationships because your family, your friends, your community, your work colleagues, they're all the ones who are going to facilitate and help you get to where you want to go in your next next chapter. So use those relationships, find your tribe, you know, take the people out of your life who are not supportive of you and, you know, enhance the people in your life who are supportive of where you want to go with your, your next dreams and goals.
1: And I think, Michael, as you could see by my brand and the work is around changing your attitude, that is because what I learned when I was in my 40s and after raising my family, this is all the result of a loss of self-esteem, trying to figure out what the next move is, then going through significant personal losses in my life. And at the heart of it for me was learning the possibilities that are are out there for me, and then believing that I could achieve them, and and I think once you do that, once you see what is possible, and believe that you can do it, it, it's unlimited. The sky's the limit for you.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the great things, Joan, that comes up a lot in the in conversation are people who are in their mid 40s, and they say, I wish. I wish I could go back to school. I wish I could learn something else, but I don't have the money to do it. And one of the things which I've learned is an enormous amount of money out there for adult education, Pell Grants, Federal Grants, many universities in certain states um, let um, people over 60, for example, go to college for free. And in the book, I interviewed an amazing woman named Stephanie, and she was a book editor. And at 53 years old, she decided she wanted to become a doctor, which has a whole host of you know steps that you have to take to get there. She ended up doing homework and got all of her education funded. Uh, She's now 63. She's a doctor. And her story is a great one of, you know, if if you're really driven and motivated to do something different, you will find the path. Uh, Another guy who was a, a Wall Street banker who was very unhappy in that job went back to school and got a degree in adolescent education, and he now teaches math in the inner-city schools of New York City public school system. So there is a lot of uh, ways that people can get new education funded in midlife to spin them off into a new direction. It's just doing the work. It's making the commitment and doing the work.
1: You've had a, a very successful career in publishing. Mm. What did you learn while you were climbing that ladder that led you to the beliefs that you have today?
0: You know, it's a it's a great question. You know, what I learned is... Um, and I had some great mentors along the way. Is to always be authentic, to always be transparent, to always be supportive, to be known as a fair and um, you know a fair boss and a fair and a fair guy, uh, but also be you know straightforward and honest with people. And I think that led me you know on a um, a really great path of growth and success. And what I also learned is I watched the world around me is, you know, when your time comes to take yourself out, have the courage to take yourself out and to to move into a new direction. So when I made the decision it was time for me to step out of the day to day, I had a whole plan worked out as to what I was going to do next. I I hate the word retire. It's a very toxic word. I, I like to use the word rewire. You know, we're always rewiring for the next chapter of our life, and it never stops. You know, you rewire, as you said, Joan, when you You raise your family, and then you rewire them to your next chapter, and you'll rewire again at some point in the future, and, you know, we're always kind of rewiring to the next chapter of our lives, and I think having that kind of mindset and philosophy will keep you positive and moving forward, and it takes courage, and it takes commitment, and it takes focus, but it is... uh, leads to great life satisfaction
1: well and they say when you're doing something that you love you never work a day in your life and sometimes I work seven days a week 12 14 hour days and I don't feel like I'm working because I'm doing something that I love and and Michael we've been talking about having the belief that you can do it and have the courage that you can do it but you know fear is really a driving force in so many people's lives and what do you say to that person who is really afraid to make some type of a change
0: yeah, no, fear is real. And, you know, we all have to go deep into ourselves to ask, why am I fearful of a particular situation and a scenario? There's a tool that we use in business that I think you can use in your personal life, which is called the SWOT analysis, you know, really identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And, you know, fear falls into the threat sector. And sometimes, you know, when you, when you really think about it and you break it down, you're not necessarily as fearful as you think you are. And also the fear may be something that you were carrying on from the past that is no longer relevant in your life anymore. So I think with these people that I interviewed in the book and many had fear in change, they spent a good year plus thinking about those kinds of things and how they, how they break them down and how they broke them down. And so it can be done but you once again you have to put in the work and the brain power to 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 face the fears and to face the other things that you that you may face. Well, I interviewed a psychologist in the book and she said in midlife a lot of people do negative self-talk because they say, you know, I should have done this, I could have done that. And you know, her suggestion is that we how to rid ourselves of that negative self-talk or those fears. Or once again, to surround yourself with the people who really value you and see the possibilities in your life, to be the the person who is always looking and maintaining the positive reinforcement in the world around you, that gives you the confidence to, to break down fear and other kinds of emotions that might be getting in the way.
1: And you said that you had a plan for your next chapter in life. Do you think having a plan can help someone mitigate the fear?
0: Absolutely. You know, my, my plan was, believe it or not, in my 60s, I decided to go back to school and get a master's degree at Columbia University, which was in nonprofit philanthropy because I'm really I love that sector. Um, obviously, I wanted to write this book that I just wrote. I'm a marathon runner, so I was planning my next marathon, although COVID got in the way of that. But um, I think when I when I stepped out. Here's the key. We, we all sit in a, let's say, a work seat, a professional seat, a career seat. And, you know, ultimately that seat may go away or you may leave that seat. Who are you when you leave that seat? And so I put in a lot of work to create an identity that was above and beyond that seat. And so when I stepped out of my great seat that I had, my professional seat, um, I, I was very full. I was not, I didn't get lost. Law- In a a past identity, and I think a plan to create a holistic you um, allows you to to be able to make those smooth transitions as you rewire into the next chapters.
1: And I think reimagining yourself really is an important key, particularly for women, because so many of us get caught up in the identity of being someone's mother, someone's wife, Mm -hmm. and then we lose that possibility of who we are. And Mm -hmm. you know that reimagining yourself. That really is a key.
0: Yeah, I I interviewed several women who were exactly in that stage of their life. And, you know, it's interesting, I'm just thinking of two of them off the top of my head. One was a single single mother who had um, triplets, I might add. (laughs) And the other was uh, a woman who was married and her children were grown up. And both made the decision that they had to sell the house that they raised their children in. Because they both said that that identity was they were mom in that house, and they wanted to carve out their next identity. And so in both instances, one, the woman who was married moved to another city, uh, which she and her husband were always interested in. And the, the mother of triplets uh, sold the family house and took a smaller house in the same neighborhood. But it sort of allowed her to build out who she was going to become next. And you know, these were both women who were still in their early 50s, so had a really long you know, run ahead of them in terms of who were they going to be post-child rearing and, you know, their kids were now in their 20s and so now they were off on their own journey. So um, it was interesting to hear that, that perspective from both of them.
1: I had taken a number of years off to devote myself to my family. I had left a successful... I had started off in public relations for a Fortune 500 company, then I was an executive editor for a publishing company, and I, I stayed home to devote myself to my family. But after doing that for a number of years, you really talk about the negative self-talk. I felt like, for lack of a better word, an idiot. I felt like I wasn't even worthy of having a conversation with because I had lost that part of myself. So there really mm-hmm. is a reimagining of yourself that must take place and then eliminating that negative self-talk that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, and I think that happens. You know, think about this. You know, in, in 1940, the average life expectancy was in the low 60s. And, you know, so people, once again, our parents, you know, they retired, and they didn't live much longer in general. And You know, obviously, many everybody had an individual story. But today the life expectancy is almost 80. And so imagine that you are, you know, leaving your first job at 60 or 65 and the first year or two is a little novel, you know, because you're free and you're taking trips and you're seeing you are playing the proverbial golf game or whatever. But after a while that gets a little boring and, you know, all of a sudden you have to say, gee, you know, I've got 20 more years of living. I better be doing something that has bringing me value and purpose and, there are all sorts of things. You don't have to, you know, work again if you don't want to, but you can certainly volunteer, you can go back to many classes you can do in school, you can, you know, create um, new small businesses. And I think that, that what we're gonna do this generation is gonna rewrite the script. And the following generations are going to refine it. I think you're going to see this major renaissance of what it means to be, let's say, 50 to 90, you know, over the next decade or two. It's going to be an enormous amount of role models that are going to emerge. And the 40 people in this book are great examples of that.
1: Well, and I always joke with my friends, you know, you look at someone like Paul McCartney and you say, boy, that's not the grandpa we had, you know? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Sorry, Mick Jagger. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, we have have a, a president, who's 78 years old. We have, you know, you know, we have actors and actresses and Helen Mirren, who's in her late 70s, who gets amazing roles. You know, I think you can continue to do what you do, um, you know, as you, I like to say, live longer uh, as opposed to get older, because it's all about the positive language of living longer. You can do what you do for as long as you want. You know, government and corporations and institutions, you're going to have to really accommodate all of us because we're the people are going to change it. The people um, are going to demand that they stay in their jobs, stay in their roles if they choose to, or start new things. And, you know, the Kauffman Foundation, which is in Kansas City, 26 percent of entrepreneurs in the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs are people 55 to 64 starting new businesses and new ideas. And so, you know, it's going to be a real, I think, movement happening in the next decade or so.
1: And I think it's an exciting time. And books like yours help give us the tools to live the type of life that we want to live.
0: Yes, thank you. Absolutely.
1: And that book is Roar into the Second Half of Your Life. If you'd like to get more information about Michael and his work, you can visit roarbymichaelclinton.com. Michael, in our final moments... What's the takeaway? What do you want to live, leave our listeners with?
0: You know, I want, I want the takeaway to be the enormous amount of possibilities that one has when they get into their midlife and their fifties. You said it at the top of the conversation that life had passed you, you know, many people think that life has passed them by. What I would say is life is still ahead of you. You have a second chance, you have an opportunity to reclaim something. You have the ability to completely reimagine and reinvent yourself because you're going to have, you know, a long arc of life, assuming you keep your health, you know, you're healthy and you keep yourself healthy. And so I think it's an enormous amount of optimism that um, you should have about what you can do next and what might be possible in your life, whether it is work, lifestyle or even love.
1: Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I've I've really enjoyed this conversation because you are sharing everything that I believe. I am roaring into my second half and I invite everyone else to join us. So thank you for being here.
0: Great to be with you, Joan. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now.